This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show, you know, it's a brand new year, and we're going to start out the new year absolutely in the right fashion. We've got a wonderful author, singer, songwriter, performer. She's done some great things in her life. She's with us for the entire hour, and we're going to talk to her. And by the way, as just a bit of a tease, she was on a famous program in their inaugural seasons and maybe was one of the reasons why they were on the air for so many years because of the type of uh, singer that she is. And uh, first of all, I got to talk to Nathan, though. Nathan, how are you? Good afternoon. Of course, you got to talk to me. I haven't seen you all year. Where have you been? <laughs> I know. It's been such a long time. For real. It's been such a long time. And uh, it's great to be here. Like I said, it's 2023. It's a brand new year. and uh, But I do have to make one small statement, and, and I hope this isn't too much of a downer, but um over the weekend i understand that uh, uh dory monson who was the um um he was on cairo for when i was when i was doing my show in 2003 he was doing three hours a day at the same time frame uh on cairo and uh and he passed away at the at the age of 61 rather suddenly mm. and so i just want to say you know that um we all mourn him i did not agree with him politically but that doesn't matter uh, because he was a he was a uh, professional at what he did and cared about his craft and uh, was there for a long time and I my heart goes out to his wife and his three daughters um, he he led a good life and uh, and I you know I heard about that Nathan over the weekend and I was like no that can't be especially at that young of an age I know. I know, but you know, those things happen. And so you live your life every day to the fullest and to make sure, and just another, another reminder, never leave your house without telling the people that you love, that you love them and make sure you give people hugs and, and stuff, because you never know when it's going to be your time and you're not going to be able to do that anymore. So, so again, Dory Monson passed away and, uh, and my, our condolences from, I believe it, everybody at KKNW. Um, that we are, you know, your, our condolences to him and his family. So given that, but, you know, that, but we are very, very lucky today because we've got a, a young lady and uh, she's, she's still a very young lady, uh, but she was on American Idol uh, in their, their first season. And uh, you may remember her name, Christina Christensen. Is that right? Christian. Christian, Christina Christian, and she, that's right, now it's, and now it's Christina Christian Siwi, she's an author, she's got a beautiful children's book, but uh, I've got to talk to you, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about American Idol, that was a, that was a remarkable period in your life, you were just barely out of your teens, weren't you? Yeah, I had just turned 21, so it was a very adventurous time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> being 21 and then being because you were in the top 10 didn't they take you on tour we did we went on tour i actually was one of the four that had a record deal with the company and um put a record together and 
you know, was able to really have fun in the career for a couple of years before I decided to, to settle down with my then husband, who was my fiance during the show. Now I have to ask you because very few of us ever get the opportunity to do what you did there and to, and to go on a national show like that. And, and it was the first season. So you didn't know how successful, successful it was going to be. Did you? No, I mean, we, it, my husband's like, Oh my God, there's a show you should audition. And we auditioned and it was like, you're in college, you know, try this and you just go for it. Right. And, you know, we heard it was the first season. We heard we were, there was going to be a lot of work for us to do, which there was, um, we had, early mornings where we'd wake up and film commercials. Remember those Ford commercials? If you, if you saw those Ford edge commercials at the time and, you know, doing early morning talk shows. So it was really a fast introduction to Hollywood and that Hollywood life. And we really contributed to the success of the show. We knew we had to make it a success. We heard about it. I don't want to say the pressure was on, but the pressure was on. Of course. Well, yeah. And, and, and with Simon Cow there and, uh, and Paula and, uh, the, the Andy, third, yes. yeah. Randy, you, Jackson. Randy Jackson, who is a, you know, producer of, of a big time producer. Yes. And, uh, Paula, of course, uh, Paula Abdul was a, a singer songwriter, well, mostly a singer and, and stuff. And then, and then Mr. Cow, and we were talking beforehand and you said, Mr. Cow was actually a very nice, Unlike his persona, sometimes he was a he's a very nice individual. Very nice. He, I mean, he's a straight shooter, and I think that's who he was on the show. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. Like if you were having a bad day, like I had a bad day, and he was like, "That just wasn't great." And then on my days that he that he thought I was great, he told me, and I, I think everybody felt like there was authenticity with him, and that was that was nice. Like you knew where you stood. Well, and I have to tell you, because Nathan is a wizard that he is, he has been able to pull up a uh, a clip of of you singing. Can we can we play that? Well, we got a few options. I got "Ain't No Mountain" Ain't no- at last, and huh? "Ain't No Sunshine." That was like the big one. But okay, let me find that. Oh yeah, I got it here. That, okay. that would that would be fun. that would be fun, and to to take you back, because um, this was what do you, what year was this? Two thousand two, so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, it wasn't that long ago. With I I was doing uh, the radio back then in two thousand two, but you know, uh, it's uh, to be twenty one again. That's what I think about. I'm like to be twenty one, like. Boy, wasn't well, you know. And when we let's play this clip because I want to ask you, what was it like having you know all those people cheering for you, and then people holding your coat and riding in a limousine and doing? I assume all of those things, the red carpet and and all all of those things that you participated in. That must be that would be really heady stuff for a twenty one year old. It definitely was. It was kind of like when you, when you have a child and you're looking at life through their eyes, like going through that was kind of like all the celebrities that you saw and you followed, like, obviously we didn't have social media, but like you saw them in the magazines and the celebrities that I was obsessed with as a young child, you know, you're like, wow, is this, this is kind of, kind of what they went through. Right. We weren't at at that level, but it was, it was really neat to experience. Um, And to also see the other side of it, which is, it could be stressful for celebrities, right? Like it's something that sometimes you're thrown into and there's a lot of things that are unexpected that come at you. And 
it's a very different world than the normal life. Boy, no kidding. <laughs> so, so anyway, so this is this is uh, Christina Christian, and this is and the name of the song again is. Was this ain't no? Oh, sorry. I'll let Nathan say it. I don't know which one he's pulling up. <laughs> oh, we got ain't no sunshine. Very good, and this is from American Idol. Ain't no sunshine when he's gone. It's not one way. That is Christina Christian, and I got to tell you, boy, do you have some pipes on you. Thank you. Thank you. That, that is amazing. Do you still um, you know, sing like that from time to time in the cars? Yeah, the I know. I, I mean, I've, I've done stuff after leaving Idol. Like, obviously, I was in the business for about five years, like, doing acting and singing, and then um, had my first child and did some stuff after that for – for people and traveled and did work, but, um, you never, you never lose your love. If you love singing, you always sing. And so I, I still do. And my middle son is actually a singer and loving seeing him develop his voice. So. I oh, that's pretty works. cool. Really. That's that, that, that is really cool because you, um, also kept your feet on the ground and didn't let it get to your head. And, uh, you wanted to have a family. And so you wanted to to build a family unit. And so that's what you did. I think that's, that's awesome. I give the credit to my husband though, to be honest. Like I wasn't somebody that was like, oh, I need to have children. He was really like, I want to have this family. I want to have children. And he wanted to have 10. And I said, no, <laughs> but, um, we ended up with three, which was nice. But yeah, we've, we've built a nice life and it's, it's really it's really wonderful. We just actually came back from a drive. We're celebrating 19 years of marriage tomorrow. Congratulations. Um, so we just we just took like a couple hours and went driving and just looking at the ocean. I love sunsets. So we just saw this magnificent sunset on our way back. Um, and those are the things we enjoy. Just chasing light and giving light and being light in each other's lives. 
19 years is a, can be a long, 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 long time, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, what's your secret to uh, keeping your marriage vibrant? You know, it's, I say chasing adventures together because we've been together 24 years. We met the first day of college in 1999. So we're going on 24 years dating or being together and you're going to have ups. We've had great ups. We were in an up down. We've had downs. We've had stressful times. I mean, having kids is not easy, but I think it's communication, understanding that you know, you're different people and that you have to grow separately as well as growing together. Um, and just being adventurous. We love to travel and we love to plan things. And we're always like, the both of us are always keen on celebrating life, right. And just enjoying every day. So he doesn't stop me from going after things that I want. I don't stop him from going after things that he wants, you know, and just enjoying life together. I don't think there's any secret, but that's what we do. <laughs> no, but that, that that is a secret in and of itself because you, as you're growing, you know, you get married and you're in your old, early 20s and, and stuff, and, and you're not grown yet. It takes a while for you to grow up, and, and you really don't grow up until you're in your 30s somewhere. And uh, so working together and growing up, uh, a lot of people – because they don't keep that relationship centered in their, in their world, they grow up and then grow up separately and then they grow up apart and then they don't, they don't take the time to stay together. And, uh, and that's, and that takes work in and of itself, doesn't it? A lot of work. And I think like, especially when we were younger and, and if you look at Hollywood, right, Hollywood glamorizes the fantasy. And I, a lot of times we've talked about even my friends and his friends, like it's not a, like the fantasy is really the work that you put in, like the ups and the downs and, and sticking through it because it's a lot of work. Life itself is a lot of work. Relationships out of, you know, like having a best friend or parent-child relationships, like that all takes work. And I think sometimes we think that like a husband, wife or boyfriend, girlfriend should be easy all the time. And we have this misconception that should be easy. And I think that's what throws a lot of people. They're like, oh my God, it was supposed to be easy. It's not, you know a fairy tale all the time and understanding that and realizing that things might get really rough. You might, not, you might wake up one day and not like the person for like a month or two months or a year. Right. But that's okay. <laughs> like choosing you've chosen this commitment and choosing to love the person and choosing to be with the person means that you're choosing to deal with the bad stuff and the good stuff, you know, throughout life. You know, interesting you say that because uh, I was watching an interview with um, Michelle Obama and she said, when the children were little, I went 10 years and I didn't like him at all. <laughs> now, <laughs> now they've been married for 30 years and she said, we got through it, but there was a period when I thought he, he was not my good friend at all. And the, you know, and that's, but when you have that commitment and you can make it through it at the end of the day, it's better than it would have ever been. Um, if you, if you'd have broken up, but any, in any event, enough of that. I'm just so happy that you're here. I, I can talk to you for hours. It's really important, but there, we're here for a reason. And the reason that we're here is we're going to talk about the book that you've read, which is a children's book. And I just love the title of it. Can you share the title of it with everybody? I believe in me. Do you believe in you? I'll show you really quick. 
it it's been a beautiful i would say just beautiful project because it started out of just wanting my my eldest son who's just turned 17 christmas eve when he was two and a half you know you're starting out in life you're starting out with these little peewee sports and you're you're doing all these things and you're teaching him to count and it's the first kid right so you're trying to do everything fast um but you realize like kids need confidence like they need to be confident and you need to as a parent to build that confidence in them so i had written a poem for him to build that confidence and that's what this started out as was a poem and i wanted to truly build that narrative of belief in self and i you know i i thought about turning it into a book many times finding an illustrator is hard you, you know a good illustrator that can take your ideas out of your head and produce them the way you see them in your mind right um and, and it took and, me a long time but and this was produced or it was illustrated by ross webb i'm just ross wondering yes mm-hmm. and she's from ireland and she's amazing oh, cool. literally like she was like this fifth person that i found and i had gone through three or four iterations i'd paid other illustrators and i she just got me she totally got me and we were able to do it like during COVID. I call this one of the COVID blessings. There were, you know, some tough times during COVID, but this was a blessing for me to be able to complete it, to find somebody, to connect with somebody and to be able to, to provide this for others. So it's been, it's been fun. Well, the premise of the book, I believe in me, do you believe in you, is, is a horribly important, especially for young people as they're growing up. Because if you don't believe... If you don't believe in yourself, you'll you're not going to achieve everything that you came here to do. Right. And it's it's really it really is important. What made you think about? I know that you had the poem, uh, and then you thought, well, you know, maybe I could do more. And then it became it, then it became a book. So when I wrote it, um, we used to say it all the time, right? My my son and I, and my husband, like, and I was like, this somebody, I think it was somebody that was like, you know, this would be good for other people. And I was like, I agree. But like, I didn't know that process. Like I knew idol and singing, but like I was 28 years old at the time. And I'm like, what's the process of publishing? And things were just different then. It was a lot harder. So I did get it copywritten. I started looking into illustrations, but you know, I always felt, I'm like this message, I use it for my other two kids as well. And I was like, we all need this regardless if you were a child or an adult, because you meet adults that don't have the belief in themselves, right? To do things. And I looked at my life and I was like, why was I able to, like when my husband came to me and said, oh, there's a show, you should try out for it. Not think twice about doing it. And it was really because my parents always like, they instilled that confidence in me. And they always said, you can do anything that you want to do. You just have to work hard and believe you can do it. So I had heard that my whole life. And I was like, that's why I was able to accomplish so many of my dreams. That's why I wasn't or didn't succumb to fear when chasing dreams that I had. Because fear isn't bad, right? You, you get nervous. You're like, oh my God, can I really do this? But if you have that narrative of belief in yourself, you say yes to the fear. I'm gonna, I feel the fear. I'm going to do it anyway, right? And that comes from the confidence and the narrative of belief. So I think it was just like, you know, years of saying this is needed. And then you go through COVID and just the mental health that you saw, like, and I saw it within my family. I saw it within friends, family that 
that I knew, like it took a toll on all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, if we're going to get through tough times, we need to have a strong belief in self for anything for you to get up the next day. You see people that are struggling to get up, right? Like the next day, why? Right. And I just wanted to give, you know, the idea that I had, which I felt worked for my family and worked for me to others. It's amazing how many people in that are walking around in our world that did not have that, the luxury of that growing up and they had difficult times and they did not have people that were, that believed in them like your parents believed in you. And so generationally, your parents believed in you, you believe in your kids. And so it's continued on through several generations, but there are other people that could benefit from this message because some of them have never heard this, if you can believe it. And it's, it's amazing because since it's been out, I've heard things like that. There was a, a parent that said, this is the first time I've been able to have the conversation with my child, right? And like you say, like my parents taught me this. So it was easy in a way for me to teach my children this, you know, this belief in self. But if you've never heard that, it's not an easy thing, right? To, to start the conversation. So for the mom that said that, like, you know, this book allowed me to have that conversation with my child was really touching because you don't realize, like, I don't know, I'm getting chills, but like, yes, when things come easy and you have it, sometimes you take that for granted and not realizing how many people didn't have that. And it wasn't because their parents were bad people or whatever, but they might not have been taught that. Right. And like you said, it's generations. If the, if the generation before you wasn't taught that, and if you didn't learn it within your generation, the chances of you teaching the next generation is slim. So, or none. Or none right. Because it's, 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 and it's really, in my opinion, it's vital that we change our thought pattern about that. Because part of the problem is that, you know, young people are the ones who have children. And young people don't know a whole lot. And they only know what they've been taught from the previous generation. And so if you want to make a change in your family, somebody has to begin that change. And it's got to be um, when you have the ability to make change in others. And that's, that's what I love about the, the book that you've written. You know, I was just thinking to myself, this book has the potential to help more people than when you were singing on American Idol. I hope so. I mean, I, I think the message, not to take anything away from Idol, but I think the message is definitely stronger and more impactful, right? I couldn't agree more. And somebody's going to pick it up. Matter of fact, I, Nathan, why don't we open up the phone lines? Because, you know, I, I, oh I, I, I'm hogging Christine all to myself. Um, and I really, if you have a question for her about the book, about uh, um, anything that she's done, we, we'll, we'll, we'll take your call. And Nathan will vet you clearly to make sure that you have, have only good. <laughs> He'll take care of you, Christine, I promise. Um, <laughs> Nathan, who, what number shall we have them give? Give them the right number this time. <laughs> what, did I give them the wrong number last time? Did they <laughs> end up calling like a pizza joint and wondering why they were getting a pizza ordered or something like that? <laughs> exactly. That would be, that. you know, we should do that sometime. That would be fun. All right. Anyway, to give us a call at Positive Talk Radio to call in and ask Christina Seawee a question, a children's book author, you can call us at 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven or toll free at one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. 
Now, I also wanted to ask you about something else that you are doing, young lady, and that is, and that I see I can, I'm to the point now where I can call everybody young, so, uh, <laughs> you, you know, but uh, you also work with, uh, you encourage the growth of women in technology. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I, I work within the technology field, and I've um, been in this field for about 12 years. We are looking for more women to enter it because it's a field that is male-dominated. Nothing is wrong with that, but it is definitely a field that stimulates your mind. It's one that allows you and has allowed me to be financially successful, be impactful, be there for my family. Just the, the way the technology field works a lot of times, a lot of times you work from home, right? So it's allowed us for years prior to COVID to have like that work-life balance, Um and it's fun. Like you, the, the company I work for created content delivery, CDN. So the ability to stream, which is impacts our life, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's huge. Yeah. So I've worked um, for the company Akamai for about seven years. And, you know, we impact your daily life. We secure your life. We allow this to happen, right? Zoom technology wouldn't have been here without content delivery technology. So I just, I hope more women are less intimidated by the field and, and embrace it and come into it. And so I'm always evangelizing for more women to come into our, our field. Now, I don't know if this is politically correct or not, but I'm just going to say it anyway. And that is that I, I believe that when we have any field that's dominated by one sex versus the other, that we're missing out on the wondrous variety of thought and expression and an understanding that can come from both both sexes at the same time, uh, and I I think that we as a as a society would be better off if we had more diversity and more equality, uh, including that uh, by the way women should be getting the pay same pay as men, uh, but and and stuff. Do you, do you am I being politically incorrect or do you agree with that? No. Kevin, I wish, you know, the whole world thought like you, right? Like there's, there's a beautiful thing, like just what you're saying. And then in the diversity of people, we all have different experiences. And when we're able to bring that to the table, there's different problems that can be solved because of the experiences that either I have, or you have, or somebody else, right? We all bring that knowledge. And I think releasing the fear and just saying, how can we find a solution together to, to me is is the better way to do it. Oh, I agree. Now, in the, in the last hour, I was talking to uh, my guest about uh, the value of our experiences through life and how our experiences make who we are who we are. And there's a lot of things in life that I could be. Being a pregnant mom ain't one of them. Um, you know, so there are things that I'll never know about, but there are other people that I can rely upon who do know about the experiences that they've had that I haven't had. And we can work together to achieve a better outcome for everybody. If we work together for that, and at least right. that's, I'll get off to my soapbox. Now. No, but like, you can't be a pregnant mom, but you can be the vessel to communicate to other pregnant moms, the, you know, opinions of other, you know, providing that information that's somebody might need like you never know what you can teach somebody and i'm I'm a big really really i learn something new from anyone every day like i really believe it doesn't matter 
what background, where you come from, what you're doing, whether you're a CEO, janitor, whatever, right? Like, I feel like I can learn something from everyone every day. You always have the ability to learn from someone. And so I don't think you need to necessarily have the experience, but if you've learned from somebody else's experience, you can always share it with somebody else. And so. that is really the point of, I, I think the point of why we're here is to help help each other understand everybody's experiences because nobody, no two people have the same exact experience, but we can all work together. But as an example, your parents treated you in a certain way that benefited you greatly as you matured and and grew up. So somebody needs to take that who is about ready to have children and, and to use that model to buy as an example, buy your book and because it, it will help them change the generational structure of their family going forward and that could change everything for generations to come it's a big deal i you know you're my it's all about giving light right and my light i feel why was i provided the parents i was provided right and it could be for this exact reason like to to give back what i was given right to pay it forward and I tell my parents every day, like, you guys gave me such a great blueprint that I rely on, right? I, I always tell my mom, if I can be the same, if I can be half the mom she was, I'm doing something good, right? And my father is, to this day, an advisor for me. I mean, he, every day we talk and it's, and as I got older, I didn't realize how many people didn't have that, you know, especially from both parents. Some some might've had it from one, some you know, a lot of people just didn't have that. And that for me is something that I realize and, and want to give back to others. Like I would, I mean, I've always been somebody like I'm a helper, right? Like I always want to help others and I want to share. And that's really why I, I wrote, because this isn't, this isn't any way going to, um, make me rich or, or, you know, (laughs) take care of my bills. This is really, I call it my passion project. Like I self-published this. I took on this cost because I felt like the message is so important. I've seen it impact my children and I've seen this message impact my cousins because our family, you know, believes this. And I think it's important for our world to have belief, like for our children to believe in themselves. I couldn't agree more. And you know, the, the interesting thing is, and I was just sitting here thinking going, boy, are you a grounded person? Are you, you are really grounded in your faith and who you are, what you believe, your family, everything about you. And I was thinking, gosh, you were 21 years old when you were on Idol. You were traveling the country with a troop of people and were in, performing in front of thousands of people. There are people that, that were in Idol that did not do as well with that and they didn't handle it very well. What was it? Was it your parents' upbringing that that allowed you to handle it with the amount of grace and style that you did and didn't go off the deep end and do some of the things that some of the others did? You know, I have to, I definitely have to give it to my mother, my father, um, my grandmother who passed on when I was 13, like with somebody too. But I, there was a couple of us, like I remember this one time where Kelly and I wanted to see our parents. And at the first season, we weren't really allowed to see anybody. Um, I don't know if this has been talked about before, but, and Kelly and I were like, we're not going to go on that stage unless they let us see our family. 
But by the way, we're, we we're talking about Carrie, Kelly Clarkson, aren't we? Kelly Clarkson, yeah. So we like stood together and we're like, we're not we're not gonna do anything else unless you let us see our family because our family, like her mom was there visiting, and we hadn't seen our families for weeks, and we wanted that, like we needed that, and we stood our ground and they allowed us. And Kelly is probably, I mean, she's so down to earth. Like she is one of the people. Like when I first met her. And the first time I heard her saying, I'm like, I actually said it. I'm like, she's got this just like just an incredible human being and just a fantastic voice. But again, she was so grounded and it was just like, look, you have to stay true to who you are because that's who people see. Right. I unfortunately was sick during the show. It was really, it was tough for me because I didn't know I have a, a condition that I found out about when I was about 28 years old, that I didn't know that I had during the show. And she was somebody that helped me find my strength during the show. Has she invited you on her her show, her daytime show to, to talk about the so book? We were supposed to do, we haven't reached out to her about the book yet, but we, I did do something for her show about three years ago. I think it was, was it during COVID, right before COVID happened where we were supposed to go out there. They didn't have the budget, but three of us filmed like a video and she sent us questions and wanted us to answer them. And we did that. Um, and then it was cute. She did like this, like, what would they be? She saw me, she's something on Instagram. She's like, I see Christina, like being a presidential candidate. I don't think I'll ever run. That's just not my thing, but that's what she said a couple of years ago, but she's just always been a good person. She really is a, a very kind person, super talented. And I, you know, I love seeing the success that she's having. I, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And, and she's, she's handling it well. And, uh, and it's just amazing to me that, that, that at, at 21, that you can end up doing what you're doing and being, and, and having a great life and, and being an author. Now, are you going to write more books? So I do have another book that we're that Ross Webb Illustrator is working on right now, and it's called Little Cubs Happiness Quest. And it's about find what does happiness mean to you, right? And helping children talk about what is happiness, right? Because I think we're constantly told you should be happy, you should be happy, but what is what is happiness? And they it's it's a good conversation starter and a you know a book that discovers what hap- that happiness is different for different people. Right. Explain that. Well, it's think about it, right? Like what makes me happy might be different to what makes you happy. But sometimes in the media, we're told it should be the same thing. Right. And so with teaching children when they're young, like, listen, like if rolling around in the grass makes you happy or climbing a tree, be happy with that. My happiness might be, you know, singing. My happiness might be something, something completely different to yours. And that's okay. And so that's what the book is about. It's a funny, adventurous, you know, um, story. My kids love it. They were like cracking up about what it means to them. That is, that is just awesome because those are the two things. If you believe in yourself and you can be happy, you're going to have a great life. That's what I'm hoping that many people can get, you know, take from that. And kids for generations are able to, to live a happy, fun life. I felt like I've done that. Like I've had hard times and being happy and being, having a good life does not mean life doesn't get hard. Right. That is, that might be another book that I write, but, um, you know, you have to realize that like you are the one 
that gets you through things, right? Like you have to, if you dig deep and you, you can get yourself through tough times. And I've had I've, some. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's the thing you, that's part of being, that's part of the human experience yes. is that we all at times are going to have tough times. I had what I like to call my bad country music song period. When, when it was like, you know, my dad died, my dog died, my wife left, I had lost a house, you know, all, all of those things. And they happen to you. Uh, it's how you deal with them. And, and that, you, it, that makes a difference. Right. Uh, are you going to just sit there and, and poo-poo yourself and say, oh, woe is me for the next 20 years? Or are you going to rise above it? We all have the ability to do either one we want. Right. And sometimes we don't know how to, right? It's, it's teaching others to like what they need to do, what might be helpful for them to be able to rise above it. Oh, and that's absolutely. what we need to contribute. Absolutely. It's, and it's very important. And so that's your second book. What's going to be your third? I don't know. I have to think about that. But the second one, I definitely, definitely around happiness. And maybe the third is talking about the ups and downs of life. Give me ideas, Kevin. Um, how about, um, let me think about it while we're, while we're talking. Cause it's, <laughs> you know, I, I gotta tell you, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have you here. You are so down to earth. And, uh, when I first read your bio, it was like, eh, we'll see, but you are, you are just such a, such a wonderful human being. And, uh, I applaud you. And, uh, uh, that might, that means that your 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 and your kids love you. Your parents think the world of you. I'm sure. They're not. They they are great parents. <laughs> Can I even like play it down? No, they they're fantastic. They really are. But they believe in you and always have. Yes. What, so, what, kind, of, what kind of grandparents are they? They're amazing. My mom is actually so. It's been a busy December. I have a new nephew. His name is Ethan. He was born December 13th. And my mom and dad have been with him like every day. And my parents are divorced, but they are wonderful co-grandparents. And they're very supportive. Of, they've always been supportive of my children. And they're supportive of my, my brother's children as well. Does your um, dad have change in his pocket for the children? <laughs> He's all, they're always, both my grandmother and my grandpa, my, their grandmother and grandpa, my mom and dad are always like, you know, they have to bribe somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I got some money in my pocket for these children. Come over here. And... <laughs> that, that, that is great fun. Where do you see yourself going? What do you, what are you, is there a chance that you're going to go back and, and do some more singing and, and maybe cut a record? You know, I've, I've had opportunities to, I think once I have a couple more years, I just need to get my, my last child situated to where I know she's going to be okay. And then I could dive into it again, but I do write. I constantly write. I have songs. Um, I wasn't fully out of contract until 2014 and then 2019, where I actually had the rights to my music that I'd written before. Like that's how serious our contracts were. Well, congratulations though. That's important. Yeah. So I think now it's, you know, as we go through this period, it's learning what, what avenues I have and how to proceed. Well, never, never. you're you're in you're in tech and uh so you've got a good career in that you've been a singer you you can do you're a, you're an author you you i believe you know that you believe in the title of your book i believe in me 
do you believe in you? I so do. You believe in yourself, don't you? 100%. And I believe I could do anything that I put my mind to. So it's really the focus, right? Like when I'm when I'm ready and I'm focused on that, I'll do it. And and I know we talked about this and and there's somebody in the audience that's going, "Well, okay, your parents are nice people, but it can't be that simple." <laughs> Listen, it's when I tell you, if I if we had hours, I could tell you that I have lost people, I've had a nervous breakdown. I have been on the biggest stage. I have failed on the biggest stage, right? I didn't win American Idol, but I've had to sing on American Idol when I was sick, you know, and that's not easy. I've had a performance that I wasn't thrilled about because I was ill, right? So I've been through big, bad moments, moments that should have broken me throughout life. Um, And it comes down to the narrative of belief that I have because my parents provided that to me. They, they taught me to believe in myself. My grandmother taught me to believe in myself. And that's why I was able to get through some of those tough moments. So that's why to me, it's so important, right? As, as kids go through school, they have, you have the mean girls and the mean boys, right? Like they go through all these tough times throughout life, but if they know that what they want to do with their life, that they're capable of doing because of them, then all that noise fades and they get to focus on what they want to do for themselves and they get through it. I got to ask you because you are in the process of having teenagers that are in school today. It's been a while since I've had kids in school. What's it like these days? Is it as tough as I perceive it? It, it is. It's hard. I mean, middle, I have a a high schooler. He's a junior. I have a seventh grader and I have a fifth grader. So those are all very tough ages. Kids are going through different experiences, hormones, whatever at those different times. I think middle school is really tough because a lot of children don't necessarily know what they're feeling and they project certain things to other children and they're not always the nicest, you know? So it's a lot of when my, I have a, my middle son, he's my artist. So he feels a lot. And it's a lot of when he comes home and he's upset because someone said something or said something a certain way and having to, to change his frame of thought about it. It's a lot of work as a parent, right? Like to truly dig deep and, and help them get out of the funk that they might have been in because of what happened in school. Cause they're there eight hours out of the day. So it is tough. It's tough. And it, and for us, my husband and I talk about all the time, like having three kids in three different schools, it's not just the logistics, it's the emotions that each of them are going through in those, at these times. So it's not easy, you know, but we signed up to be parents. So we signed up for the hard work. <laughs> and, and you're, you're doing as good a job as anybody can do. Cause you know, and there's so I, much, it's hard. Cause there's so much when they're at, they're out of your life for eight hours a day. So you, there's a limited amount of, of influence that you can have during that particular time. And a lot of bad stuff can happen during that time. Yeah. It's very true. And you, you realize that you don't have as much control as you'd like as a parent. I was talking to my mom about it today because she was with me for the new year for the weekend. And I said, I realized like, I don't have the control over everything and I have to just let it go and realize that things, bad things can happen. 
And I can't do anything about that. I can only, I'm only in control of how I react to it. I pray and I think positively, but I have to understand the reality that someone might hurt my kids' feelings and that might impact how they feel, you know, for months or years or something that they revert back to. But I can only control what I can control and try to be a positive influence. And even as a parent, sometimes we don't have good days as parents, right? Like there's days where I'm like, oh, I should have, you know, I could have handled that better or maybe I don't I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, like that's part of that too. So it's, it is a constant. <laughs> wait, wait until your kids get to be 30 and they will then start bringing up stuff that you have no idea what they're talking about. But they say, I remember when you did that. I did no such thing. Yes, you did. Can I blank that out? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's this adventure of parenting is no joke. Like it really is. It's an adventure with lots of ups and downs. And, and if you can get through the teenage years with your children thinking that you're still an intelligent human being, you've done better than most of us. So what's your advice, Kevin, for that since you've gone through that? Wait till you're 30 because then they'll figure out that you're not as dumb as they thought you were. <laughs> you're like, oh mom, you were right. Dad, you're right. Is that do they come back and say that? Oh yes, oh oh yeah, and and then the, then they they start uh, seeking advice, and and then then that's when you say, well, I have no idea. What do, what what would your father say? Uh, you, you, you know, or something along the. Oh, and the other thing is is um, um, keep your checkbook and your wallet close to your vest because they they will be coming for it at one point. And my mom is like, you're they're always you're always a parent. It never stops. No, nope. like it never ends. But the one piece of advice that I could give if if to parents out there, if you've got kids that are that are getting into their 20s and they have the ability to make their own decisions about stuff, um, do not say to them, this is what I think you should do because I'm your father. I never have said that to them. What I say to them is I'm your trusted advisor. If you want my advice, it's here for you. If you don't, fine i'm not gonna i'm not gonna offer you unsolicited advice because you're not going to take it anyway um you're going to do what you want to do but if you want some advice i but i know that you know that i've been down this road before and so i can help you if you choose to but i i don't i don't force it on them either now my former okay. wife on the other hand it, it still says i'm your mother and this is what you should do and, it, and they don't listen at all so um, so that, that's, that would that's be my advice. good advice, Kevin, you know, uh, but that's, that's only when they get old enough. <laughs> like I had a cousin one time that said he had a 13 year old boy and he said, I don't know what happened, but when he turned 13, he rolled over when he was sleeping and his brains fell out of his head. <laughs> I get that. My eldest, I feel like from 13 to 15, no, it was really like. 11 to 14 it was like a weird time and then all of a sudden it just clicked and he came back yeah. and i was like yeah you know <laughs> you're back again there's my kid for a period of time we'll see how how long that lasts but it is it's it's interesting how they kind of become aliens yeah they do well and, and with the with the uh and I can't imagine what it's like today because with the amount of information that they're carrying around with them on their on their phone, the amount of access that they've got to so many websites that they don't need to have access to and things like that, it's a, it's a completely different 
a world than it used to be. And, and so it's, it's hard to get to navigate as a yeah. parent through any of that. Cause they well, kind of have a phone. TikTok says that this, that, 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 I'm like, really, can we like, just clarify that TikTok isn't always right. There's some good information on TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> but you need to like fact check that, you know, it's funny. It's yeah. You're parenting against the internet. Yeah, but I have a friend who that is a conspiracy theorist. And I said, so where did you get this information? She said, well, I saw it on the Internet. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a good source of information for you. Did you check where that came from? Well, no, it was on it, it was on the Internet. And, and so it's like, take it as true. <laughs> yeah, they, they take it as true. And, and John F. Kennedy Jr. probably is not running around uh, today. So I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I know. It's crazy the, the amount of conspiracy theories that are out there. That's that's a whole other show. <laughs> that, and see, that's generally speaking, that's a show that I don't want. I don't get into yeah. much because yeah. the, you can go down that rabbit hole and you can never come out. I agree. I definitely agree. I have some some family members that are down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Well, me too. Um, but uh, by the way, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I hope you have. I really have. No, it's been wonderful. Thank you. You're, you're an awesome, uh, awesome lady. And, and by the way, go get the book. I believe in me. It, it's out now, right? It's, it's out. You can actually get it on my website. I believe www.ibelieveinmedoyou.com where you can purchase the hardcover and the paperback. You can also get it on Amazon, but just the paperback is on Amazon. Um, I also have, and I haven't marketed this yet, but I have the digital audio version of it as well. It's an animated audio version. Oh, cool. On my website that they can stream. So. Oh, that, that is way cool. Have you thought about doing a podcast? There's so many ideas that I have, Kevin, that people have brought, like you brought that to me and I've brought up, but it's really just trying to fit it in because I do, it's, I have a full-time career and this yeah. is, this is truly my passion project. Like I, I have self-funded this, you know, because I think it's important. I think the message is important. You and me both sister. <laughs> I'm self-funding this as well. And it's, it's because I believe I believe in the message and that's why it's important for me to have people like you on to, to talk about your book and, and what you believe in because you, and I keep, keep telling authors this and uh, I don't know if they believe me or not, but I say, you know, what's going to happen is um, in two or three years, um, your book is going to be on a shelf and somebody's going to pick it up or it's going to be in a secondhand bookstore and they're going to pick it up and they're going to find such value in it. And you'll never know who they are. You'll never meet them unless they're, they're, they're bright enough to send you an email or something. But a lot of times they're not going to do that, but you can, you're impacting the world in a way that you'll never know, but just know that you are. I appreciate that. I really, really do. It's, it's, it's really important. Let's go through your information again. If you want to go to her website, go it's, I believe in me, do you.com. And, uh, and you can find out all the information there and, and can they still pick up, um, are your records anywhere in the stores? Can the people go buy them or, or on the Spotify or something? Oh, no, no, no. So I've, that's another project that's on my to-do list because I know that I can upload them, but there's a whole bunch of other things that I, <laughs> that I have to do. But I do think probably, I would say before 2025, give me a couple of years that I will have that all together. Well, just 
take your time. You've got three kids is a monumental task. Um, and keeping your family together and, and having a good time. And it's, it's, it's hard. So that's, that's, I, I applaud you for taking stepping back and not saying I can have both. I can have the career and I can raise the kids and I can do, cause it's really hard to do. Um, the balancing act. And, and I am very conscious of that balancing act that I have to keep in mind. Now, did you, how long have you, did you go to school to get into tech? I actually went to school for sociology and finance. I got into technology on a whim. So it, I had an opportunity, like I cold called a company and I wanted to learn and I believed that I could do it. So it's not something I went to school for. It's something that I identified as a, I actually looked at the statistics for the career growth. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn it. And I did it. Boy, I got to tell you, not a, not only are you a beautiful woman and you've got a great set of pipes, but you're smart too. Thank you. <laughs> and you've done you've done really well. It's 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 uh, um, been my pleasure to have you on the show. And and will you come back and see me sometime? I definitely will. Just let me know when. And and if if Kelly ever calls you, and I can I come hold your coat? You can definitely come. I would, I'm hoping. I would. Like, I, it's funny. Like I was saying, I'm like, I definitely have to reach out to her. Um, oh, she'll with this book. She would, she would have you on in a heartbeat. I know. And we just, it, I just haven't reached out yet, but I will definitely, I'll definitely do that. That is a plan for the new year. 23 is going to be a great year for you. And I hope it's a great year for you as well. It is going to be a great year. We've got lots of stuff going on and we're growing and, uh, and it's, 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 it's great fun. And I really enjoyed having you on, by the way, before we go, we've got to probably a minute and a half. I want to give you the opportunity. I'm going to step over here side and I want you to talk to our audience about anything that's on your heart that you would like them to know those that are listening now and those that are going to be listening in the future. Well, I will say if there is anything like that's beginning of the year, happy new year. If there is anything that's been weighing on your mind, anything that you feel like you want to do, just do it. Take a step, whether it's big or small and take steps towards your dreams because it's never too late. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I, I started this 20 years ago. And I had to give it up for a number of years because I had to go, I, I don't know, like make a living. <clears throat> and I did that. And now I'm doing this again. And I'm not, I'm not a young spring chicken. I'm 65 years old, but I'm going to be doing this for. So that's amazing. Well, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm 65 and I'm going to be doing this for a very long time because I love it. And I love talking to people like you. And I love the fact that you can impact people that you meet. And you do that every day, don't you? I hope so. <laughs> you never well, know like i hope i do i hope you know i know i get impacted by people every day so i hope that i'm reciprocating that i i try and the, the only time i have really a problem is when i'm driving yeah. uh, but, but you know other than that i try and be nice to everybody well i it's not that i'm not nice to people when i'm driving but i'm appalled at their behavior while i'm driving if that makes any I like sense like my husband he tries to teach people like he'll like 
you're not supposed to go through that light and he'll beep with them. I'm like, they might not learn their lesson. Like, <laughs> no, <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> they'll just look at you like, I don't know what his problem is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, again, we have been talking with uh, uh, Christina uh, Seaweed. And uh, I want to thank you again for being here. And by the way, we'll be here. Let's see. Today's Monday. We'll be here Wednesday at four. And by the way, be kind to one another because, you know, each other's all we've got. We'll see you Wednesday at 4 p.m.